You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. So the girls were uh, up and running. I know they were great. They were fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. They got the, they shared their stories. They talked about who they were, and they talked about one of my favorite subjects, uh, Joshua chapter one, from a woman's perspective. Yep. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I was, uh, you know, my my wife has only done that three times. That was right. So she did it with. We did a show together for Lamb called uh, the Lifestyles of the Messianic, or I don't know, something like that. And uh, Superheroes with Messianic Lifestyles, something like that. I don't know what, it, what the title was. But uh, we, so we did that. That was a couple years ago. And then she did a community in church with me, and then she did one with Safran. So she's only done that three times, like in two plus years. You know, and you know her. She's always been behind the scenes. She's never been one to, she doesn't like, that's, this is not her deal. She said it was. She said it was brutal and nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I remember when I first started doing this, how weird it was that I'm gonna talk to nobody and make believe there's people out there. <laughs> it's like talk about make believe. It's a little scary how easy it was for me to make this transition. My name is Alan Aguirre. You're watching the Chameleon Church Show. This is my co-host Lenny Parada. It is Tuesday, June 8th. We are well into 2021. And uh, I'm coming live and direct to you from the uh, Wasatch back. And Lenny's coming live to you from uh, Northern California, right? That's right. Eureka. Eureka. Yeah. You know, we're just going to, we don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about stuff. And eventually the Holy Spirit will go, hey. And we're going to go, hey. And we will bring you that as it happens. But so I just, uh, we weren't, I wasn't here last week because I was, it was my third time at the Arud Awakening Ministries in North Carolina, Charlotte, Charlotte North, North Carolina, where I did uh, a taping for their Shabbat night live, which is, so it, I did four 40 minute segments. That's a lot of information. Uh, I had a great time and for the last two, so it's been two years since I've been there. I was there, the last time I was there was June 2019, promoting this. I didn't know I was going to do this. Promoting this book, This Thing is Spiritual. And when I talk about this book, This Thing is Spiritual, which is about the, um, the spirituality of art from the biblical perspective, I, I share my testimony. And apparently, my testimony triggers a lot of people. I don't know why, but it does. Uh, it makes very it makes people very upset. And when they aired this that segment, this thing is spiritual. People were writing in uh, live and commenting and saying some really nasty things about me and about rude awakening for even airing or having that on their broadcast. That's not very nice. Uh, how could my testimony be a bad thing? Look at, look at, I came from this to this, and it pisses everybody off. 
What is it about these people that makes them so angry about my testimony? You know, we were talking earlier about just some things of the past, like with Keith Green. Those early days of the Jesus movement pissed everybody off, too. They could not handle the simplicity that was behind it, the honesty. Yeah. They, they can't handle honesty. Yeah. They wanted to be in a certain mold. And, oh, my gosh, those early days, there was no pretense. People didn't have pretense about them. They really didn't. They were genuine. And they had no baggage from the past that they could say, well, I learned this from that. It was something visited right then and there by God to them themselves. And you don't see that much. That's what revival is. Born out of revival. You were born out of revival, Alan. Yeah. It's just sad that something like that would upset people to the extent that it upsets them. And so anyway, they were getting uh, they were getting really negative feedback, and they were like, "Wow, I thought I thought our audience was better than that, or or, or more mature than that." And uh, so it's been two years since I was at Rude Awakening. And I wasn't sure if I was going to go back. Obviously, COVID caused you know people not to do a bunch of stuff. So you've you have watched me Tuesday mornings for two years with a white version of this mug, <laughs> proudly displaying my rude awakening swag. Well, I've I, since I've seen this black one, I've wanted one of these. Guess what? I came back with. I came back with one of them. I could use four, but I came back with one. But this is very my proud Rude Awakening black version of this mug. I love this. Man, their operation was, when you uh, did that walkthrough, was phenomenal. It was like, man, these guys, yeah. they have it down to a science. Yeah. It's a huge facility. I mean, I showed you maybe 40% of it. Wow. They've got a whole set of offices. Remember, I, I, I don't know if you remember, I open a door and I start walking and I turn around and I leave. There's a whole bunch of offices that on that side of the building that I didn't show. And besides, the, the, then there's the kitchen area uh, where we all eat lunch. But then on the other side of the kitchen area is a whole bunch of more cubicles and offices that I didn't show. And they have a warehouse with all their books and DVDs and all their stuff, all their, you know, merchandising. So when I was, when I was in Ecuador, when I was 18 and I was a missionary in Ecuador, I was working for a company, a uh, production house. They were the premier production facility in Quito. They did all the commercials, all the audio for the commercials, all the videos for the commercials. They were the talent brokers. So I was running around with those type of people and there was a family of musicians, brothers and sisters, and um, it started with their dad, and then the kids got involved, and they were signed to RCA International. And the youngest was a girl, and she was maybe a year or two older than me. So we, you know, we got to know each other. I mean, there was nothing inappropriate. We were just friends. I say that because everybody was freaking out about it. But anyway, uh, so I was, I would go and visit their house. Well, so, so what happened was I ended up healing her backstage at, at one of our rehearsals. You know, we were doing a bunch of different productions and I was playing drums and percussion and she was singing with her brothers. We were backstage and she was in pain and I prayed for her and she got healed. And then her brothers came over to beat me up. <laughs> her, her older brothers came over to beat me up because I was a warlock 
Brujo, or I don't know, how, how do you say, Bruja is Spanish for witch. I don't know how you say warlock, but they accused me of being a witch for healing her backstage. And she was like, no, no, it's okay. He didn't do anything wrong. And so after calming down her two or three of her brothers, because there were about five, six family singing group, she was healed. And so they, they actually asked me, will you come to our house and heal our mother? I'm like, sure. So I went to their house. And they brought me into the room, to their mother's room, and she was sick. And I laid hands on her and I prayed for her. And about half an hour later, she got up, came out of the room and made us breakfast. That's amazing. And they were like, oh, my God, what is going on with this guy? And I explained it to them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a Christian. I'm a, I'm a charismatic Christian. And we do the Jesus thing. And you've read about this in your Bible. But anyway, I say all that to say this you know, and so like we would, I would be at, so I started hanging out at their house because I was now, I was welcomed. I mean, the family loved me, obviously. And that's, this is how you do it. <laughs> this is how you do it. So I was hanging out. I was over there for lunch. And as we were hanging out, a TV commercial came on for jeans. I'm playing the drums on the audio and she's the girl in the jeans in the commercial. <laughs> so it's you kind of, kind of weird, right? I mean, but that's, yeah. And, um, all this to say that the company I was working for, they were in a big old, they were housed in a big old mansion. So the recording studios and the video studios were down downstairs. And then in the, on the main floor were like the conference rooms and offices. And, and I remember uh, all the, uh, you know, like six drafting tables, because this is 1982. So it's not, there's not a whole lot of computers being used for this stuff all the digitographic designers and all the copywriters were in different, you know, so big rooms, big bedrooms in this mansion were utilized for offices where they would put two, four, six people in each room to work, you know, uh, and then upstairs in the big bedrooms upstairs were all the offices for all the executives and the sales and stuff like that. So you had this three tiered, three floor mansion that was this production house. And the kitchen was a functioning kitchen, and you had a chef and a couple ladies. So there was like a, the, the kitchen crew was at least three people, um, and they had this going on. And they they were the premier production house in Quito, Ecuador. So they did all they did they did it all for the entire country and and for other places in South America, video, audio, graphic design, traditional design work, all that stuff, copywriting. And I worked for them, and um, and I remember thinking this is this is a great model of a production house. I would, and I've done it to some extent, one way in one shape or another. I've done it, done that throughout my life. Whether it, you know, I've done it not all in one. So I, I I've done the I've done the video graphic design web thing. I've done that. Without the music, and then I've done the music piece with with a you know commercial recording studio with some design, but without you know what I'm saying I haven't put all of those three or four things in one room. I've done two or three of those four or five things separately and at, at various times. I'd love to. So that's why I say my right now you know. So a lot of people don't know this because I don't really talk about it. But in 2008, when when God told me to, when the Lord told me to shut down my very successful ad agency, the Riley agency, when he told me to shut that down and start ministries walking and go back into full-time music ministry, 
Um, there was a prof, uh, was a friend of mine prophesied over me that he saw me surrounded by thousands of books, teaching tapes, and CDs, you know, the music CDs and all that. So when I wrote The Feast Unlocked, I entered into that. It was it took 10 years. In, in 10 years later, I walked, I started walking in that prophecy because I had books now. I think I, I've, I, and I've said that I think this live streaming thing that we do whether it's this show, we've been doing this for three years, or Two Minute Warning, or the Monday Night Exodus to Ingathering. I think that's what the teaching tapes is, right? And then the audio obviously is the audio, and then um, and then the books are the books. But yeah. Coming full circle. I can see you doing that. I, when you were walking through that, there was just like you were like walking on air and just oh, to see your face. It was amazing. I'm going, look at that. I was showing Linda. She's going, look at he looks so happy. I'm in my element, you know. I mean, yeah, it is. They've got they've got the full they have the whole enchilada going there. Well, they know they they're they're missing one piece, and that's the recording studio. I have the recording studio over there. You know, I have the recording studio. Putting, bringing in the recording studio, and what we're doing here, but on a bigger stage because you've seen that you saw the stage, right? We yeah. can do that. We can do that. We can do pre-recorded. We could do live. You know, with 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 two or three different sets for the two or three different whatever, right? I think the Chameleon Church show should look a certain way. The Exodus in Gathering should look a certain way, and um, the Two Minute Warning should look a certain way. But that would, that's three different sets. Plus, you have the recording studio. We do the graphic design. We have the graphic design piece. We have the, we have the graphic design for web and print piece. We've got the recording studio piece. And we've got the, the TV station piece. We're doing it right now. You know, we've got the lights. We've got the cameras. That's, you know, it's interesting because of all the different type of on-air for better word, messianic uh, teachings, they probably have the most progressive and up-to-date modern-looking facilities, right? But you're yeah. right. There's no music behind it, and that's what hits our generation or our old generation. That's the one, th and it's missing across the board on all of them. Yeah. There's great Torah teachers, but there's no art behind it. Right. Well, unlike the majority of those people that are doing the books and the messianic live stream, they don't have the music piece. The, you know, yeah. we're, we're pretty fortunate to have, we, we have, we have a piece most people don't have. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I can really see how that's a missing piece. Yes. Yeah. But and when we were talking about earlier too, it's just that, um, about you and how the Lord brought you to that place of being anointed with his powers because of the honesty more than anything else. And that's that's something that today is really, really missing on the whole Christian scene. And not to bash it or anything, but just to say the fact that they're always trying to recreate over and over to get the same result. And they're missing. They're missing the simplicity and the honesty and the breakthrough of the voice of God in their midst. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Yeah. Just a thought. Hmm. So what else? Hey, um, be sure to like, 
depend if you're on Facebook, be sure to like, uh, be sure to follow. If you're on YouTube, be sure to su subscribe, hit that little bell, um, leave a comment, you know, just be sure to do all that social media stuff. You know, I was thinking about you yesterday because all over the news, it was all about Guatemala. I know it was not. And how our vice president was visiting Guatemala and what a disaster that was. I love those signs that they had. People had signs saying, hey, Trump won, go home. And and then and then the president told her to put her mask on or something like that. <laughs> Why wasn't she wearing a mask? What happened to the science? Yeah. Well, she's fully vaxxed. They're telling fully vaxxed people to wear masks. <laughs> she's breaking the rules. Wow, they're chasing the tail of Fauci every day now. Something's coming up. And they're trying to defend him, but just I don't see how he's going to wiggle his way out of this one. I really don't. He's busted. And she's busted, too. She went down there and said, don't come, when her boss said, everybody comes. They said, yeah, but why don't you give us the resources so we can build our countries back up? And she was silent with a smile like she always is. I don't, I don't trust those people. I know. You can see the disdain on the president of Guatemala's face. It was real obvious. You know, a lot of other countries see what's going on here. And the majority, a big part of the people here are actually blind to what's going on here. We probably shouldn't say anymore because it's... Yes. It's getting too. I don't understand Yep. Unlike a lot of, unlike most people, unlike many people, I actually lived in the third world and I, and I was behind the scenes in third world politics. I don't talk about that. I've seen it. I have seen third world politics from the inside, from behind the scenes at one of the, one of the most craziest moments in Central American history. I was there. So you can tell me all you want to, but you weren't there. I was. I was physically, literally there. So when what happened in November happened, my wife and I looked at each other and went, oh, crap, <laughs> they're actually going to do this thing. Uh, yeah, so mo a lot of people don't have anything. They don't have anything on me. They can't. Yeah, you were there with your uncle. I was there, man. Yeah. Had a backseat. I had, had a front front row backstage pass. The whole thing, man, it was nuts. I learned a lot, dude. I learned a lot with that whole thing. It was amazing. Uh, three months in Nicaragua during the third third anniversary of the revolution, and and running into American socialists from the universities, stateside universities. Some of the biggest muppets I've ever met were American socialists from the universities from you from united states social uh universities down there i know it's not a new thing Lying you think it's a new thing it's not it's not i've been around it i was dealing with those idiots in 1982 easily he goes back to uh roosevelt all that the whole socialism yeah communism thing that's just been masked yeah. so um <laughs> 
My daughter's getting married this weekend. Um, we've got we've we've got the Exodus in Gathering Men's Retreat coming up. When is that? Is that July? What's the date on that? Let's see. Let's see what the calendar says. July 16, 17, and 18. Exodus in Gathering Men's Retreat here in beautiful Wasatch Back, Northern Utah. That's gonna be. Who's the wedding gonna be? My but my daughter's wedding. Yeah, where's that? I was just I just wanted to this weekend here. Where's it, is it going to be at your house or? Yeah. All right, that's going to be nice. Yeah, that's where that's why it's, it's kind of crazy because it's uh, yeah. So we've got so the Hellermans have arrived. They've they've been here since Thursday or Friday. Uh, they they're in town. Um, the uh, my daughter, uh, our oldest daughter, and our youngest granddaughter are here. From Dallas, they arrived on Saturday. Um, my, I pick up my mother this evening, and then we got. Uh, then I mean, between now and Friday, we've got uh, the the grooms' uh, family members are showing up. We've got uh, our son-in-laws showing up from Dallas tomorrow. Uh, my in-laws are here on Friday. Show show up on Friday. Yeah. You got a house full. It's you're gonna be one busy man. I think they said there's like it's a it's a small wedding. There's like seventy people or something. But still, it's in my backyard. Yes, we've warned all the neighbors. That's nice. Yeah, you live in a nice part of Hebrew though, too. So, and I'm uh, I'm officiating apparently. Oh, that would be great. Walking her down and. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And, Turning uh, around? And... No, I think Julian's walking her down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that'll be cool. It'll be awesome. That'll be really cool. They're in, uh, they're in L.A. right now with their dad. They'll, uh, they come back tomorrow. Huh? Um, it was so cute. He, uh, they left Saturday for L.A. and they went to Vegas. They spent, they spent the night in Vegas. They, they, they went to the Circus Circus. But he sent me video. No, he sent me pictures of Tommy's outside of Tommy's and then uh, Tommy's chili cheeseburger. And he's like, yum. I'm like, that's my boy. Haven't you taught him to bring back 10 and a, <laughs> Oh man, I should I you, tell you him. Tell him, teach him, man. Bring me back a couple. Bring it to Papa. There you go. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I'll raise those kids right. You got that right. Tommy's baby. Uh, this, you know, this Friday, I just got a thing on the email from, Devorah's date tree that to said to look for the new moon this Friday, June 11th. Yeah, the new moon's coming this week. And so uh, just friendly reminder uh, for those of you that will let you know, if you go to the Chameleon Church Facebook page, uh, we'll do a little uh, new moon visible crescent watch um, where we have an opportunity to take a picture of the visible crescent and post it so that everybody knows it's been seen. Um, we, to, we do that to help each other out. And then at the same time, don't forget to uh, uh, your first fruits offerings. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Things are good, man. God, God is, God is good. You're getting blessed. Wow. That's good. Yeah, man. Safran's getting married. So some of you heard her story last week. Um, she's been a single mom for four years. Can you believe that? What a trooper, I tell you. Yeah, pretty proud of her. I mean, 
wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always, you know, easy. But she, man, she stood, she, she stood firm. You know how many people lose their faith in that situation? Yeah. And they, they turn their backs on God. They reject God. They blame God. They curse God. They, they do all that. She had a good backup. You and Christina just there for the kids and her. And that's incredible that she had you guys right there. Yeah. Hmm. I know. She's yeah. strong. She's one strong lady. And then look at went on to get her degree and just <laughs> stupid. Oh my gosh. Yeah, with young kids too, Tim says. Yeah, she had. Uh... In 2019, we all got together, you know, as a community, we wrote down what we wanted, what, you know, what, what were we contending for and asking the Lord for? What, what was a, what was a, a goal for 2020? And of course, you know, this is before all the crazy stuff. And her goal was, I want to buy my, I want to buy a house with my own money because they had to sell the house that she had with her ex-husband. And, um, and she bought a house in 2020, even re re in spite of COVID. And she put herself through school. And it's resourceful. Oh my gosh. And the new guy that looks like that she's with seems like a real gem. Joseph, yeah, he's a, uh, yeah. We like him. We like him. Well, you know, I've been. I've, I've always had like, I've, I've had one eye on him since the very beginning with the kids, you know, how's he gonna, how's he gonna deal with kids? He's marrying a woman with three kids and they're like, not, they're not stupid. They're like us. They're, they're, they're vocal. They're, uh, they're not pushovers. They, you know what I mean? You know, if, if you know us, you know what we're talking, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know us, you probably, you know, they're not. We, we raised our kids. We didn't treat our kids like little baby objects. We didn't do that to our children. We treated our children like human beings from the very beginning. Well, our grandkids have been raised the same way. And so they have personalities. They have good, bad, or indifferent. They're human beings, and we treat them as human beings, and we don't treat them like objects. And so they, they're allowed to voice, they're allowed to speak, they're allowed to have an opinion, they're allowed to, to, to say their piece, because this, this is how you teach, this is how you raise, this is how you disciple, this is how you train up a child. And I'm like, how is this guy going to transition into a woman with, a, you know, a woman with three kids, you know? Have you sat down with them and give them the whole Deuteronomy 6 thing? We've talked. Yeah, we've talked. <laughs> Good. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a believer, but a traditional believer. Uh, he's always known charismatic uh, is true. He just doesn't have any real reference, but he's not opposed to it. And he's always wondered about the feast and eating clean and because it's like it's in the Bible. Why don't we do it? You know, and so now he's 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 been thrust into a Torah observant, charismatic whirlwind. <laughs> That's a learning curve. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's going from zero to 
to five thousand with three kids, you know. So I've so I've kept one eye on him. I've watched him with the kids. How how does he deal with the kids? How does he interact with the kids? You know, and I've watched the kids interact with him, man, and it's it's pretty special. It's pretty special. Really kids cool. love them. Kids love them. They adore them. You know. That's really cool. That's awesome. I know it's going to be an incredible time for you and your family. So, yeah, it's a trip, you know, and uh, yeah. it's a trip. It's definitely a trip. It's again, uh, you're one busy man. When I'm looking at you right now, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I know, and I'm and I'm still writing, and you know, this I'm trying to. I got to finish this book, the second Exodus, the uh, the second field manual. Um, when is that coming out? Pretty soon. I'm not done with it. I so yeah. so. Because nobody wanted a gap on in they didn't nobody wanted Monday nights to stop, which is a huge. That's a lot of that's a lot of affirmation and support. I really appreciate that. What we're doing on Monday night is 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 so meaningful to people and it's so important to people. Uh, they were like, "Do whatever you need to do to make sure Monday night doesn't get, you know." bumped so they they would rather pre-order the book and get fed four six eight weeks of, inf- of of content at a time to keep monday night going than for me to stop everything finish the book and then go okay here it is in printed form you know what i'm saying what the printed the the, the printed piece is 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 taking a bat they've allowed me to put the printed version of it take a backseat to the Monday night devotional gathering discipleship program that we've developed in the last 60 plus weeks. That's a huge, man, that is, uh, that's so cool. That's pretty rad. Um, Cause it does, a, it does a number of things. One, the content is that rich. It's prophetic. It's that rich. It's that deep. It's that timely. And it's that transformative in these people's lives. Two, uh, when Christina told me in October of 2019, you need to write a devotional, she didn't know I had already been doing research on one. You know, how do I do it? How do you do a devotional? What are devotionals? Because I don't, I've never done a devotional. I've, I, I've, not, none of my Christian life has been, I've never used a devotional. So how am I to create something I've never even used myself? Uh, it just speaks to the to, to the reality of this is what we're we were supposed to do and that and we're doing it and we've been doing it you know and when, so um, so they're allowing me to write as I go along and then I'm feeding people two three four weeks well four weeks at a time or whatever uh, so I'm I'm really behind uh, I need to write as it's so hard to find time to write because I I mean you wouldn't believe what I have to do just today you know. Did you get to highlight that at Rude? Yeah, so at Rude Awakening, <coughs> we actually discussed the uh, the field manuals, and so we discussed how here's the first field manual, and because it's not dated, as far as you know, uh, you know, because these aren't dated devotionals, you can read any devotional as a standalone study, and you can read this entire you can read this entire thing. Uh, standalone. Uh, it's not based on weeks. 
So it's not like, oh, that's last year's devotional. No, no, no. It's not, you know what I'm saying? So because this isn't dated, you can act, literally read any of this anytime. And we this is the first one. And then what's the premise of the first one? The premise of the first one is 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 12. And then we have a second one. And I made believe I had one because they looked very similar, right? <laughs> Except for the so I had two on the desk, one as a prop. And, then, and here's the second one. You know. <laughs> did they get the? Did they grasp the um, just the prophetic understanding of what field manual is? Did they grasp? We discussed it. What? How important it is for the times we're going into these? Yeah. We, well, well, we discussed how this is. You know, a field manual is a military handbook, yeah. and not only is it, is this a field manual for scriptural warfare, for spiritual warfare, the FM 2622 is the actual legitimate United States military field, FM for field manual, and 6-22 means this is a leadership uh, guide. This is, this is a leadership uh, manual. It's to create leaders. And, and you know, so we, you know, we did discuss how this is, this is based on a military thing, and because we are in a spiritual war, and Paul said, don't be ignorant to this thing that's happening, that happened to Israel, and it can happen to you. So, we, yeah, we discussed all of that. And how the second one, the second one that's out now, right, because this is going to air in October. So this, the second one better be in print form by October, man. I, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so we have two of them out. We have two of them out. Here's the first one, and here's the premise. And then the second one, here's the premise, uh, covenant culture. So you take, you take what, what, what happened in the desert, and now we're walking in the covenant of what happened in the desert. That's the second one. And, you go, and the one that's coming out this spring, because, right, we're – it's doing, you know, it's Christmas in June, right? Because we're, we're, it'll be out in October. It'll actually air in October. Um, the second one, the, uh, the third one that's coming out this spring is called uh, The Chosen Path. Uh, right? Whatever the title is. What is the part? What's the title of it? The Chosen Path path of, I don't know, whatever whatever we're calling it, right? That's the third one. And that one's all about everything we're talking about from the exodus to ingathering to covenant culture to uh, what now, how, 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 do, how do those two things look walking the chosen path? Yeah, walking the chosen path, I think is the name of it, you know, based on, you know, like the gospels and stuff. And we also pushed the calendar. I use that every day. Yeah, every it, day. it's amazing. Yeah, so we, we, we also pushed the calendar. And I had my little, I, I had this, and I showed everybody the, the Traveler's Journal. But we pushed the calendar as well, which means in October we have to, ha so, so right, so not only did, so we pushed the two of these. And then, so we did four segments, four 40-minute segments, which air on four weeks, right? And... And then we did an, an extra uh, uh, a love gift segment, which is like 35. We, we went for about 30 or 35 minutes where it's, it's not going to be aired live. You'll actually have to buy the love gift, whatever it is. Oh, so I'm sorry. The love gift segment, segment they want to give away a field manual and a calendar. 
as the love gift. So you have so in order to watch the love gift segment, you have to buy the love gift, and they'll have a DVD of the thirty-five minute segment where we talked about. Um, oh man, I can't remember what we talked about, but it was like, it's, 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 it's meteor. You know what I'm saying? It's meteor than what you would see on the the, the four week segments because it's not on the, the internet. You have to buy it, so it's on a DVD, so we can get a little bit more meteor does that make sense sure right and so you're gonna so as a love gift for i don't know how much you know they want to give away the calendar and the field manual uh and this dv and this extra 35 minute teaching that we did and so um they so they so we're gonna so the sec so what we'll do is we can give away yeah i i don't know we can give away the first one or the second one i'm not sure which one we'll we'll provide for them but the but you remember the back of every one of these, right? We started doing this with this. The back of every one of these actually promotes and advertises the other books. So we're gonna add a we're gonna add it. So we have a feast a feast segment. We're gonna add a um, an Exodus to ingathering section where it's promoting all the Exodus ingathering stuff, including the Monday night Bible study, kind of like the postcards we've been sending out, right? So it's, so we've got all this. So what does that mean? That means we have to have next year's calendar ready to go by October. Yikes. So I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've acquired Alyssa. I had a little sit down with Alyssa and I go, here's all the files. Cause see, it's going to be, it's already been made. We have all the files, the templates already there. All we have to do is change the dates. That's all we have to do is change the dates and move the numbers around on the calendar. So she's going to be doing that. So I don't have to do it because I, I don't have the time. So she's going to actually do the work of creating the new calendar, you know, which literally, consists of moving all the dates around uh for 20 what is it going to be april because see a lot of people are oh i don't know if i should buy the calendar alan it's june yeah but it's june but it's only it goes through april of 2022 not december so it's you've got 10 months of calendar left you know you, you should buy one anyway so we're going to have the new calendar ready to go uh, in time for Rude uh, for the, so that we can give them, I don't know how many, they, they want a few hundred, a few hundred uh, of each. Uh, so that's, 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 that's going to be cool. Because see, I, was, I wasn't sure how much that we were going to promote the calendar because they have their own calendar. But see, the reason why they bring me back is because a lot of our theology and doctrine and calendar yeah, Alyssa rocks. A lot of our uh, calendar, you know what? We should have Alyssa on here one of these days, huh? That'd be good. I haven't ever even thought about that. I wonder if she would do it. I'll ask That'd her. That'd be great. I'll ask her. Um, a lot of our, um, so a lot of our theology and doctrine coincides with Michael Roots, which is why they've had me on um, and, and why they have me back. And a lot of the way we approach the calendar, 
uh, they also agree, you know, also coincides with, with what rude uh, does. So it's to them, it's a benefit. So you know how, you know how it's a benefit to us when we find someone that agrees with what we believe, it, it, it kind of, it backs up, it backs you up. It, the message, yeah, definitely. So that's the same thing with them. So. Well, I, I bought a bunch of them calendars and gave them away. Just when you were on route last time, I think I bought four sets of the DVDs and passed them out. Oh, wow. And they ended up giving them away to other people. Look at this, look at this, look at this. You, it was breakthrough on what you taught about Sabbath. Just your one-liner, that's all it took. Wow. You said something, the one-liner, and bam. It was the one where you said, can you imagine if every oh. mom, they, that your children saw mom and dad lay hands on each other that on each Sabbath. That's all it took. Most that people. captured a lot of people's hearts. Wow. So I can't wait for October to get these out because I think it's really in line with the fact that what we need for what's coming. Definitely. And speaking of what's coming, do you got your tour to Vernal and all Southern Utah laid out for the men's retreat? You gonna show them lights in the sky and all oh that gosh. So the men's <laughs> retreat, we will. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm still. I, so there's a fire ban. We so we're under like drought condition. We're under the uh, the worst drought conditions in 20 plus years. Yeah. So there's a fire ban. Which means wherever you go camping, they're like clamping down on fires, fire pits and stuff. So, and you know, Utahns, they love to camp. So there's, there's that, there's that, there's, there's that going on. So we're, I think we're going to just camp in, in the backyard. Um, okay. we've been talking about doing that. Yeah. Corn's like totally opposed to it, but it's like, but there's a fire ban. So corn wants to go into the deep Uintas primitive camping where we will, we will actually have to pack in everything. I have no problem with that, except you can't have a fire. And you know, they, especially they're not going to let you have a fire in the, not back. up there. Right. No. So <laughs> we won't be able to cook and we won't be able to see that's not going to work. So, but if we do it here, we can do it in the backyard with fire pits, right? So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to do Shabbat and I'm looking at getting, uh, I'm looking at renting or something, a uh, outdoor theater thing, you know, the outdoor theater screen projectors and stuff, you know, apparently you can buy them for on, on the cheap or something. But anyway, I want to get one of those because I am thinking we should as so for like Shabbat, after Shabbat on Friday or whatever, we could do we could watch like episode or whatever of the chosen and break it down and do like Bible studies around like a chosen episode or something, right? Oh, that sounds good. Right? Yeah, it really so, does. And so we'll we'll do Shabbat and then on Saturday um well, you know, we'll do breakfast and then we'll hit the lake. We'll hit the mountain. The, we'll hit. We'll hit. We'll, we'll go into the mountains and the rivers and the water, the lake. So we'll go uh, on a. On, I don't know. Do do we? We'll go down the Provo Canyon. We can. There, we there's there's paths along the lake, whether it's river river road, or we can do. Uh, you know, there's all these different walks that we can do alongside the river. And if they want, 
they can they can fish or we can you know there's we can there's there's many things we can do around the river uh, as far as hiking and fishing as well as boating kayaking uh and fishing in the lake so we can do a couple of those things um on saturday right that's a that, that's a great day we'll, we'll great day excursion uh breakfast at camp at base camp lunch wherever we are whether it's the river or the lake uh, and come back for dinner at here at base camp and, you know, hang out, do a, you know, do a Saturday men's thing. Last time we, we did, we prayed for each other. We, we did a bunch of Q and a, you know, uh, cause they, you know, they can just pick your brain at that point. And then, um, and then on Sunday we'll get up early and we'll go to Vernal. Yeah, that ought to be fun. Yeah. So we'll get up early on Sunday and we'll drive down to Vernal and it's an hour and a half away. So we'll do breakfast, you know, do 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 some sort of breakfast, uh, and then we'll and it will we'll spend the day, you know, most of the day hiking around Vern, you know, a couple areas, uh, and checking out the petrogly- petroglyphs and discussing essentially the content that will eventually be my G six book. There you go. And then we'll have lunch out there at the site because we have a nice little area where we can bye baby. Do our camping. Uh where we where we're gonna go hiking. And then we'll come back Sunday night and uh hang out, wrap it up. Some people are gonna be leaving, some people are staying, and then on Monday morning there's a group of us that are going to be driving to Vegas. <laughs> there's a small group of us that are gonna be driving to uh, Vegas. Um, getting Tommy's <laughs> and, uh, and you know, probably spend the night uh, and then coming back. Yeah. Jack in St. George and uh, Tommy's in uh, Vegas. What'd you say? You guys will be all over the map. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll really be fun. Well, we were going to go. We were the, originally, we were going to go to the ICLV, uh, ICLV is having their, their summer conference that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we, we go to those, we, we go all the time. Um, but they, they, the, the price, they hiked up the prices. The prices are like crazy. And all the Airbnb are literally twice as much as, as any other pre, as, as previous years. It's like, wait, that's, you've made it cost prohibitive prohibited for us to go and spend a couple two or three days in vegas to go to this conference you know there's no way i'm going to pay twice as much for an airbnb what that's mm-hmm. insane but they're doing it people are just high, price gouging it's like oh 2021 people are actually leaving their homes and going out and do things let's price gouge you know, gas well gas in california is always high i can't even believe everywhere it's just going through the roof Explain to me how the last four years we were able to keep gas down under $3, and then all of a sudden we can't. Uh, Whose pockets are we lining? I'll give you one guess. Right now it's all maneuvering with Russia. It really America. Is. What a country. Yeah, I know. Yikes. 
Well, June 26, you're going to get your information on UFOs. So you'll have all that under your belt by that time, which doesn't seem like they're going to have very much anyway. So they're already trying to do the whole denial stuff. Well, it ain't Russia, it ain't China, it ain't America, and it ain't UFOs either. This is going back to the same narrative. You know, when, when people backpedal and lie, it's because there's something else going on. Oh, yeah. And and 50, 45, 50% of the US, U.S. population aren't smart enough to see that. They're just not, they're just dumb. They're just dumb sticks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. Yep. It's weird, huh? And they're not waking up. They are not waking up right now. There's a there's a massive slumber out there. There's a blanket of slumber. You know you know those weighted blankets people wear because the compression blankets. There's a demonic spiritual compression blanket over over the earth, or over the earth. <laughs> Either way, there's a demonic compression blanket wrapped uh, over the earth. Have you been listening to Lance Wall now lately? I, I literally don't have the time. You know, people send me links to two-hour videos. I, was like, I hey. saw that. People send me links to videos that are like two hours long. I'm like, you, ha you actually have time to watch a two-hour video on YouTube? Because I don't. I don't have the time or the patience. Or uh, 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 Give me, you know, if it's two or three minutes, I'll, I'll look at it, but it, don't send, but if you send me literally, if you send me an, a, a video that's two hours long, I won't watch it. You might want to just tell me what's going on because I, I, anyway, no, I don't have the, I haven't had the time, but he's talking about stuff. What's he talking about? Well, he's just, he's really pushing the narrative for 2022. He says, there's just a growing swell that's really on the surface. It's silent, but it's not. And There's so much going on. Growing. There is so much going on. I know. There's just not a lot of vocalization right now. I mean, even from the Christian church. Oh. Well, because the majority wow. of the Christian church is in fear. How many How many of those young prophets just folded? And I love what Mario Murillo called them idiots. It's like, yep. you didn't prophesy incorrectly. The enemy was just given. Yeah. And, and I love Mario Murillo's uh, proof text. You didn't hit the ground enough. You should have kept hitting the ground. If you had kept hitting the ground, it would have been done like that. But because you stopped hitting the ground, ah, now it's going to take longer for, for it's going to take longer. That's the best proof text for what, what happened. Amazing, but all the all the young all the young prophets tail between their legs started retracting, pedaling backwards. All the older prophets were like, "Nope." People don't understand the theology of the fact that when you look at the Book of Revelation, not just the saints that are under the altar, but the saints that are on this planet are given that incense to call down judgment on the nations and calling down judgment against the powers and the principalities. 
So, yeah, we understand God's allowing certain things to happen, but right away everyone just sits down and shuts up. No, you don't. you got to keep fighting. And there will come a point when you get to the last three and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a totally different thing. But right now we are supposed to engage. And at the same time, it's a training to when we really start to see the, you know, what fly. Oh, when the, when the, when the, when the brownie hits the whirly. There you go. That's a good, (laughs) that's a good metaphor. I learned I was that from, say something else, but I learned that from a, a New Zealand pastor. I was up in Seattle visiting Chris, like I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, and uh, a New Zealand pastor was speaking, and he said, "When the brownie hits the whirly," and I'm like, "There it is! I got to remember that one." Yeah. Yep. Well, it's very telling that live on this show, October first, 2019, God gave me that word about yep enough and how we we're going to go forward and we need to go forward in a certain way and as we go forward we need to you know we need to adult start adulting and as we start adulting right and then but the but the key was if you haven't figured this stuff out by now you probably aren't going to be able to because it's going to be too much there's too much pressure Right, the pressure cooker thing that Lance talked about for years ago. So uh, the gloves are off. I, I mean, I really—that's what I've been saying. The gloves are off. It's like this is serious stuff. We really don't have the time to pacify it. No, those days are gone. They're gone. We've been, I think we've been pacifying. I mean, right? I mean, haven't we been pacifying this stuff for a real long time? Um, no more making excuses. It's funny how just the religious system, please don't offend me so I don't have to offend you. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. I'm offended you because you use the terminology idiot. Are you kidding me? Haven't they read the Bible? Haven't they read what you know <laughs> what King David said? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't nope. even go there. It's too when, offensive. When you <laughs> yeah, when you when you when if you're gonna call me out, I have no problem being called out. I mean how I can't fix something if I don't know it's broken. But if you're going to call me out, you need to. If you're if you're going to call me out and not be biblical about it, I'm not listening to you. You have an agenda. If you're calling me out and you don't have an agenda, I will be able to hear you, because going about stuff unbiblically doesn't help me, and I lose trust and I lose. Uh, I lose. I'm unable to believe that you're actually hearing from the Lord and that it's the Lord speaking. It's you. And you've been, you know, you have a problem with me, and that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. So, but if you come at me biblically, 
then I know, right? Then I can discern then. See, that's, but that's the other thing. I, I have discernment. So I know when you're coming at me in the flesh, and I know when you're coming at me in the spirit. I'm not going to listen to you if you come at me at the flesh, in the flesh, because why would I do that? If you come at me in the spirit, man, I'm going to listen to you because I know I am not beyond reproach, and I know that I am not beyond learning, and I know that I'm not beyond change or growth and maturity. And you and I have had our, our, our differences um, in our history, but you've known me since I was 23. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> Dude, oh Shondell's birthday's, what's today's date? Today's the 8th, right? Yeah, Shondell's birthday's Thursday. Do you know how old she's going to be? 30 what? Five. 35. She's one year under Alex, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're so big so quick. So when I say that, I say that because we met Lenny and Linda, his wife, right after Shondell was born. Shondell was a little baby because we ended up we ended up looking for, we were our daughter was manifesting something that I manifested as a child and that snapped me. It's like, you know, it's one thing for me to walk in disobedience. And it's another thing for you, Christina, to join me in this disobedience. But this little baby is innocent. And so we need to go, we need to go get our act together. We need to go repent. We need to go, we need to go find Jesus. We need to change. We need to, we need to go back, get back to, to the, we need to repent and protect this child. And so we went looking for a church, and we found uh, Lenny's church. Well, we found a vineyard in Burbank, and I remember saying, there's no vineyard in Burbank because there hadn't been a vineyard in Burbank up until that point. And then we walked to that church, and God said, this is where I want you to stay. And so we did. And um, so that's why I bring it up, because Shondell was a tiny little baby. She was I don't even think she was a year old. I don't remember. She was young. So anyway, Lenny and I have known each other for a very long time, and and we have a history and we've, you know, and it's not always been pleasant. Um, but Lenny will tell you that I am pliable. I am teachable. I am. Yep. I don't, I don't, be, I'm not a maverick. I don't believe that I am beyond repair. I don't believe that I have all the answers. Everyone thinks that about me, Lenny. You know that. I know, you know, you hear God's voice. Everybody believes that I'm an arrogant SOB that is beyond correction and beyond being spoken to or corrected or, or any of that. Who would know better than a than my pastor that married my wife and I? Who would know better than you? You and I have had relationship for 35 years. Yeah, I know. I I have to operate under those same principles of if someone comes at me come with me in the spirit because i know that i am just i have to be molded by the spirit of god i have to hear his voice and i have to do what's right but you can tell when people come after you in the flesh you can tell it so clear yeah 
it's not that here's the thing it's not that i'm uh unteachable or uncorrectable no it's just that i'm not going to let them up i'm not going to let a one talent believer speak into my life right I, that's not that's not wisdom that's not good stewardship i will not let unless god tells me to listen to a one talent and he does say that too See, you have to know. You have to know when you're supposed to listen and when you're not supposed to listen. That's right. And and I fear God. See, because because see, most people will see then see Alan. So you only so you so you have uh, selective listening. You only listen to those that tell you what you want to hear. Really, you really think that? Then you don't know me. And then and 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 then because you don't know me, who are you to judge me? You have no relationship. You can't speak into my life. You can't say that about me because you don't know me. And you're predicating that and basing that on your prejudice that, because that's what you would do. So don't deflect your crap on me because you don't know me. No, that's not true. I don't listen to I only I don't I don't only listen to those that tell me what I want to hear. No, that's ridiculous. How is that going to benefit me? How does that keep me from walking in deception? How does that keep me from walking a lie? Well, it wouldn't. It would actually play into that. Well, I fear God. I'm not interested in walking a lie. I'm not interested in doing. If I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I would be. Uh, I would be a bigger musician than I am now, than than I than I became. Because see, I walked away from my musicianship. I walked away from that lifestyle for my family. Do you think that's what I want? I had one goal since I was seven years old, and that was to be a rock star, and I was well on my way. And because the right thing to do in God was to step down from that and and make sure my family would be intact and I would still be married today, unlike all my peers, uh, the majority of my peers. Um, see, that's not listening to people that tell me what I want to hear. No, that's hearing God and fearing God and submitting to God, even though it was going to cost me a music career that I had wanted since I was seven. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But it's so much easier for people to just say that about me and come to those conclusions about me because, well, because if Alan's that guy, then I won't have to listen to him. Because if Alan's right, I'm screwed, and Alan can't be right. I don't want Alan to be right. Because if Alan's right, um, that means I'm wrong, and what I need to do to change is so much, I, I can't handle it. So I have to demonize Alan so I don't have to listen to him. That's that's what that's essentially what goes on. It's so weird, man. I don't have to like you, but if God speaks to you to me through you, I'm going. I'm going to submit to the Word of God. I'm going to submit to the Spirit of God. Yep. Here we go. Crazy. Have we even said anything in the last hour? Of anything of substance? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think we have. We hit life issues for people, so yeah. This is uh, by their comments, you know. Yeah. So what do you got? Tell us about something, Lenny. I just. Um, again, where my brain goes at, and I just finished the Daniel series, and that was really good. You can find it on YouTube, the Branch of Four Runner Ministry channel. 
I have one more to post that I'm just going to record. It's not going to be a Zoom series. But one of the things that people are still totally unaware of is what's going on in the Middle East and all the posturing right now that we don't even know about. But it is the, the alliances that are forming between Turkey and Iran right now, not with Russia. Russia's staying out of that, and they're not going to be in there that much as people have always been taught. But what's happening between Turkey and Iran and all those upper nations, they're just, they are just making their embattlements. And so Saudi Arabia and all the rest of them that are tying in with Israel right now. They're just starting to draw the lines. And with the whole uh, presidential election where they want to oust Netanyahu, well, it might not be that easy. There's still some things up in the air where they think he's out. He's not out. Not yet. But there's some real positioning going on in the Middle East that Biden can't even touch. He's beyond the point of being able to touch what God used Trump to put in place. And thank God for that. And yet at the same time, it's the, the whole bittersweet thing of what has to happen and what needs to happen. So when I look at Biden, when I look at what's going on, yeah, it's affecting us, but it's short term for right now. So it's going to be interesting to see the next four months and what transpires just on the whole global scene and the geopolitical scene which I follow day by day by day. There's like a false lull going on right now. Yeah, exactly. You hit it. That is the word. It's just a lull. And there's so many things swirling, the UFOs, this, that, and everything, and they have to be swirling. Guess what? It's all going to hit the fan. You know, what's interesting is how Christians, you know, mainstream Christianity doesn't even understand what this ufo play how how that plays into the narrative they don't well i can't wait for your g6 book i've got to write that thing don't i yep that one intimidates me and i think what intimidates me about it is that i mean so i'm writing the facebook and i'm like gosh there's a, there's you know and i'm doing research for the facebook and i'm like man there's so many books out there on this stuff why the heck am i writing one that's like how many colas are there? How many car companies are there? Why would I start a car company? Why would I start a cola company? You know, why the heck am I writing a book on the feast when there's so many books out there already on the subject matter? You know what? Yeah, there's so much right now on G6. It's unbelievable. But you know what? I don't hear anybody talking about where the focus on the son of man meeting the ancient of days is and why he's meeting them and why he's coming back to destroy the works of all that stuff. And uh, um, it's like, there's a lot of information, a lot of, let me wow you on this and wow you on that. But where's the son of man? Where's the focus again on Yeshua? There's, yeah, there's, there's two things that they miss that I think is the market differentiator of the one I'm going to write. Yeah. And uh, G6, what's G6, Maria is asking? Genesis 6. Um, there's three things, actually. And one of them I've discussed. The other one I haven't discussed. Well, there's two that we've discussed. There's one that I think is, 
really important that we that I've never discussed. I actually almost spilled the beans a couple of years ago on Rob Skiba's show, and I was like, "That's the last guy you tell, <laughs> you know, he'll run with it." No, I mean, no, he's not. I didn't mean that in a weird way. I, I mean, don't take that in a weird way because that's not what I mean. Um, but um, of the three points we've discussed, two of them, and one is what you just said about the ancient of days messiah the second one i've brought up before and that's um i think i've brought it up on monday night and i think i've brought it up on two minute warning and that's if you don't believe g6 you can't do e6 if you don't if you don't believe genesis 6 if you don't believe or understand genesis 6 there's no way you will be able to accomplish Ephesians 6. And I think that's a total prophetic connection. I don't, you know, that, that was downloaded, that I, that I got. Um, and that's there's that piece. But the other piece that I've not discussed, I still won't discuss because it is the main difference between, well, I mean, just the, the G6-E6 connection is uh, uh, different than anyone has, else has written. And even sharing that could could ruin it because there's someone's going to steal it. You know what I'm saying? But there's another piece that's even I think even that's just as important. That's so I think even though it's an intimidating subject matter and everybody and their mother has been has written it because I mean even though I even though the, the Holy Spirit started downloading this information to me in 1986, that's when he started doing all that. I'm a musician. So I started singing about it. I started adding, I started, I brought this stuff up in my songwriting, you know, real subtly. I wasn't a speaker. I wasn't a writer. So I wasn't doing what Tom Horn did. I wasn't doing what David Flynn was doing. And I wasn't doing what Steve Quell was doing. I wasn't doing what AZ, whatever, Mazzola, I can't never get his name right. You know? L.A. Marzulli. Yeah. And what's, and what's the other guy? There's another guy out there too. Someone just sent me uh, one of his links. See what I'm saying? Since I wasn't those guys, since I'm not one of those guys, um, what's the other guy that everyone talks about? I can't find his name. But there's there's another guy that that writes that everybody knows about that writes this about this stuff. Who is that? Who is that? Oh, not here Michael it is. Heiser, right? uh, Chuck Misler. So, right. So all these, these guys are pastors, speakers, writers. And so they were the ones, they were, they were the ones releasing the the teachings and the books and the radio shows and all that stuff about this subject matter. I'm in, I'm doing rock and roll. I'm over way over here doing rock and roll. You know, I didn't spend 30 or 40 years building up this book slash author slash speaker ministry. I've only been doing this for four years because I was doing this stuff in the music world, right, for 30 plus years. So they have all the books. I mean, Skiba was writing about this stuff a long time ago, right? So there's all these people that have been writing about this stuff and speaking about this and doing YouTube videos and radio shows and all that. I wasn't in that industry i'm in it now and so even though it's intimidating yeah so even though it's intimidating i know the holy spirit has given me 
pieces that they've never written about that are absolutely crucial to the subject matter that they've not been given. Right. And, you know, I, I understand what you're saying because what they've had is the wisdom that they had so far. But where we're going is something different. I wrote this quote. It says, the church that is not conscious of what the term son of man is, tie that into your ancient days, signifies it's not the church at all. And that's what you're doing with discipleship. That's what you're doing with the, uh, 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 the calendar and the feasts and everything else. Because what turns the corner on Gen 6 is that if we recognize those, those things, those four points you're talking about, then you're actually discipling his people to be able to do what they need to do for the times that are coming and to, see prepare, to prepare a people for his coming. Right. And that's the thing. These guys are talking about all this sensationalism. Whoa. You know what? Right. It's all sensationalism. They're not teaching. They're not telling. Are they, when, when are they teaching us how to prepare or, combat what's coming i mean where's that piece i don't think have they i don't have has has have any of them added that well they, they're missing the prophetic they're missing the prophetic element that needs to happen with this and that's that declaration which god's called you to do as a mescaline uh-oh better watch out those using those kind of words i'll get you in trouble <laughs> Okay. But I I'd, I'd love I would love for the book to come out with a companion documentary. There you go. Right, and then you know, look at the stuff that Skywatch TV's come out with. Look at the stuff. Look at I mean, even the rude stuff that's come out with the, uh, you know, there's there's good there's good content out there. There's professional content, uh, Hollywood quality content. I don't know if I can do that. I mean, who's, where's the money going to come from? That takes that takes some a bit of a, 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 a of a team, cameras, you know, people to shoot. I I, I can only shoot one thing. You know, that's yeah. going to take multi multiple cameras. Computer animation, graphics, you know. I know I know people. See, I know I know people that do all that. I know these people because I've worked with them or I know them, but they, they cost money. <laughs> Our dad has big storehouses. Yeah, he does. Yep, YouTube took Sky Sky Net Skywatch TV off. They killed their their channel i did not know that yep uh, they, uh, uh aspen sent me a link to it like minutes after it happened i mean the, the minutes after the announcement was made they, they made the announcement like hours after they got pulled they because youtube can do that youtube can delete your channel with all your content yeah But they had they had a backup, so they've been backing up for the last couple of years. Well, it's past nine o'clock. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, 
leave comments, all that groovy uh, internet stuff, and share. Share as well. Let your friends know that we do this. Thank you, Marie. Well, anyway, you want to pray us out? Sure. And, uh, and we'll call it a day. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking around. Father, bless everyone that was watching this morning, Lord, and their families. Bless Alan and everything he has to do this weekend, him and Christina. <laughs> Thank you. Just let your spirit fall and your anointing fall on their whole family, Lord. Just bring the joy of the Lord in their midst and I ask that you continue to bless Chameleon Church, and thank you. Thank you for your love and care for us, Lord. Help us to listen and help us to watch. We ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. So we went around our neighborhood and invited neighbors to the reception if they wanted to come, since we're going to be having a lot of cars here. And, you know, we sorry for the inconvenience. You're welcome to come to the reception. Uh, if not, here's a here's a here's a here's some popcorn and a free movie pass for Redbox. So you never know, we might have some Mormons. Well, I know we're going to have believers of multiple de denominations, non-believers, and now potentially uh, Mormons. And uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, us crazy Aguirres. That's just how we roll. You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.